the craziest thing you have ever done out of love? Not ju I'm just not talking about, you know, a, a romantic relationship. We're talking about any relationship, right? Relationship with parents, siblings, friends. You know, what is the craziest thing you've ever done out of love? Maybe things embarrassing, but you, you do it. But everything is motivated by love. And I remember, you know, when I was a little kid, you know, my, my dad, who was living, um, uh, working in another country, would come, you know, whenever he had a break, which usually was a long period, and he would get us a lot of good things, like, you know, clothing and this and that. And, um, and sometimes his choice of clothing were not the best, right? So, but he wore it out of love, right? Because, you know, um, and I'm, I'm sure many of us do that. Uh, maybe we have to go with our parents to places sometimes I don't want to go, but we do it out of love. And maybe older, we don't like certain things. Maybe, maybe I'm not into sports. But when my friend, especially my, my um, you know, I don't know, my boyfriend, girlfriend, my husband, my wife, um, if they're into sports, maybe sometimes out of love, I would, I would accompany them. I, I would go. Or maybe vice versa, something else. So, so we change. You know, love changes us. Because love involves everything, our intellect, our will. You know, it, it takes over our whole self. And, um, and that is what it ends us up doing. You know, we, we put up with things. Things that we would not put up with otherwise. Sometimes out of our character, you know, out of our personality. This is not who I am, but I would still do this. Um, in that sense, love is consuming. Right? We, we just want to bring that joy, that peace to the other person. And that is our motivation and we're willing to do anything for that. Our first reading today talks about Paul and Barnabas. And they are doing things out of love. You know, out of love for Christ. They are on fire. They're going all around speaking the good news. Right? Even at the cost of death of rejection, of persecution. They're going out and, and speaking out of love. But, but persecution, you know, rejection, difficulty, hardships, you know, our first reading tells us it's all part of Christian life. It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus does not promise us that if you follow him, do all his commandments, do all his, you know, do his will, um, that your life is going to be, you know, out of trouble, you know, out of suffering. He does not promise that. But he promises us something. He says that when you're going through hardship, when you're going through difficulty, when you're going through suffering, I will be there. I will be there through the church. I will be there through a blessed mother. I will be there through the sacraments, the Eucharist, confession, 
and His grace is always available to us so that we can, we can weather those hardships. In our psalm today, we, 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 that is the reason why we say in our psalm today, I will praise your name, even in the midst of hardships, even in the midst of struggles. I will praise your name because you have given me everything to endure this. Because at the end of the day, I know that my destination is with you. My destination is heaven. My reward is in heaven. And that's why, even in the midst of hardship, I will praise you. Our second reading tells us that, that Christ will be coming back, you know, as the bridegroom to take his church, to be with his church. And we know that. And therefore, we want to praise, even in the midst of difficulty and suffering. All we have to do, what Christ asks us to do when you're kind of going through hardships, is to remain steadfast, remain faithful, remain focused on him. Look at him. Look at his face. You know, follow Christ. Follow him. Uh, follow his example of love. And in doing that, we glorify God. In enduring sacrifice, in enduring hardship, we give glory to God. It does not mean that we have to go looking for suffering. It does not mean that we've got to go looking for hardship. When it comes our way, we should be willing uh, to persevere. We should be willing to accept it, embrace it. Because Christ has given us everything. God gives us, or Christ gives us a new commandment in today's gospel. He says, uh, love one another as I have loved you. So you also should love one another. You know, Christ does not say, you know, love one another as, um, as, um, as you love, right? As, as you love yourself or, you know, um, our, our, um, our yardstick is not how I love somebody else, but how Christ loves. That's the, new, that's the good news. Like we have to love others just like Christ loves, you know, merciful, forgiving, kind, generous. Um, this, is, this is what we're called to do. And we know at times it is difficult, it is hard. Um, I've had parents who have come to me and have told me, hey, you know what? Um, I'm having a tough time with my, with my teenage son or daughter. You know, we do everything possible. I've done everything possible. I mean, am I at fault? And, you, know, I'm, you know, what have I done wrong? right and there's no answer to that i mean there's no answer to that but what we're called to do is even in the midst of these hardships and, and struggle we cannot we cannot let go uh, from following christ uh, from loving just like christ did um, in loving others we um we give comfort to them, we serve them, and we give glory to God. So, um, so as we you know, prepare to receive Christ in the Eucharist, may that be our prayer today, that, that I may be willing to do anything um, um, you know, out of love for Christ, right? even endure hardship. Um, and, and, and let us also rest in that promise that Christ says, I am with you, I'm, I'm, I've not left you, it's, I'm giving you everything possible for you to persevere and at the end of the day, to be with him in kingdom of God.